I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, I'm Sarah, and this is the Whispering Woods Listener Stories. I've decided to do an extra episode this week because we have got some listener stories that have been kind of sat in my inbox for a little while, and they don't always fit into one of the main episodes. So what I'm planning to do is on Saturdays, I'll just release episodes of our listener stories and to give Toby a break. It'll just be me handling these. So I've got four stories today. And if you want to have your story on The Whispering Woods, you can email thewhisperingwoodspodcast at gmail.com. As I say, I've got four stories today. Um, They are all really different to each other. So I hope you enjoy them. And thanks so much to everybody who has let us share their stories. Tamara's story. When I was real young, about nine or ten, I lived with my mum and stepdad, with four other siblings. My stepsister would stay on the weekends, so we just had a mattress that slid under my bed. We would pull it out for her to sleep on. We would stay up late, just giggling and talking. One night, As we lay there, her bed on the floor right next to mine, we were just talking like normal. A couple of minutes of silence went by, and what I thought was her hand crept up alongside the bed, reaching for me. I thought she was trying to spook me, so I went to push her hand away, as I said her name giggling, Kayla. 
My hand went right through it. It disappeared and I looked down. Kayla was sound asleep. The rest of the night, I slept with the covers over my head, paralysed in fear. I never mentioned it until years later and my mother said she had some paranormal experience in that home as well. That experience really opened my curiosity about the paranormal. My aunt once told me about an experience she had while living at her childhood home. There was a mirror hanging on the bathroom door where she would blow dry her hair. And one day, as she was doing her thing, a hand reached through the mirror, but she didn't say much else about it because she gets freaked out easily and didn't really want to think about it. But I believed her, as I'd had the experience I've just shared. There was no body or full apparition, just a really creepy hand. Super scary. So, Tamara and her ghost hands. I've not really had an experience with ghost hands, although I have felt like I've been prodded before in my sleep. I'm not sure if that is something that happens when you're about to fall asleep, but I have felt it like in my back. Also, when I was young, I had a terrifying dream about hands. It must have really scared me because I still remember it. I must have been about seven or eight. And I dreamt at the, just like by our front door of our old family home, there was a bush. And I dreamt that there were hands in there trying to grab me into the bush. And I was terrified by that nightmare, absolutely terrified. And every time I went to the toilet in the middle of the night then, I could imagine the hands actually down the toilet. Right, thanks so much again, Tamara, for sending that story in to us. And I hope you enjoyed the way that I told it. Right, let's move on to the second story. So I want to start this by saying my family has had strange things happen to us for years but this one really stuck with me. This happened when I was about 13 and my sister was 15. We lived in a two-storey house with my mother and her boyfriend. They had a room downstairs and me and my sister lived upstairs. I need to explain the layout for the story to make sense. When you enter the house through the big front door, you can see the living room and the stairs Above the door is a huge semicircle window, which you can see into the living room if you're upstairs. Upstairs, where my sister and I stayed, had four rooms and two bathrooms, two bedrooms and a bath on each side of the house with an open area between. My sister's room was on the opposite side as her bathroom and the same for me. So one night we were home alone around 10 at night My sister was in her room on the phone with her friend and I was in my room watching TV. My sister is older and usually asks me to do things for her and as the younger sibling, I had to. Sibling rules, you know. So when I heard her call for me, I got up, went to her room and asked what she wanted. She asked me to shut her bedroom door, so I did. About ten minutes later, I had to use the bathroom and made the journey 
to my bathroom that's right by her room. On this trip, I looked at the window and saw my sister in the living room, looking at her phone. I thought it was weird, because I didn't hear or see her leave her room, and my door was still open. After I got back to my room, a good 20 minutes later, I heard her call for me again. So I leaned over the railing and said, What do you want? But she didn't answer. She didn't even move. Then I heard, Hold on, my sister's doing something. Coming from her room. I opened her door and asked if she called for me. And she responds, No, and why are you yelling downstairs? I didn't answer and quickly went back to the railing where I still see my sister sitting downstairs. Same hair, outfit, posture, everything. I just looked at it, went back to my sister's room, told her about it, and she told me I was crazy and went back to her phone call. I shut her door, went to the railing and looked at it again. This whole time, it had its head down, looking at what I was assuming was a phone. Then as I stood there, looking at it, It looked up at the window like it could see me, and it smiled. Its face didn't look like my sister. Well, it did, but off. I can't describe it. I went to my room, locked my door, and didn't go to my sister even if she called me for the rest of the night. About three years later, we moved out of that house, and I've never seen it again. I never told my sister or mother about what I'd seen, since it was just the once that I saw the second sister, but it stayed with me. So I'm not sure if that was a doppelganger or a mimic. Can't make my mind up. And I really hate the bit where it turns towards her and smiles. That is terrifying. No thank you. We'll move swiftly on to the third story. Steve's story. I never believed in ghosts. I always thought they were just stories people made up to scare each other or explain things they didn't understand. I've always loved to get freaked out and watch horror movies and stuff. I just didn't really ever believe any of it was real. That's why I agreed to go along with some mates whilst at university when they suggested we do a Ouija board in a graveyard. It sounded like a fun way to spend a Friday night as we were skint and Halloween was approaching. We picked an old and abandoned cemetery on the outskirts of town. It was surrounded by a rusty iron fence and overgrown with weeds. The tombstones were cracked and worn, some of them toppled over, It would have been the perfect setting for a horror movie. It just had this overall really eerie feel to it. Made worse, as there was a dense fog that night, which made the atmosphere even more ominous. We brought our phones and a homemade Ouija board. True professionals. We made the Ouija board out of a piece of cardboard and some markers and used a shot glass as a planchette. We found a flat spot on the ground, near a large mausoleum, and set up the board, sitting in a circle around it, holding hands. We were all giggling and joking, trying to act brave. I was the designated medium, 
and I asked if anyone was there. The planchette moved over to the word yes. I felt a slight resistance from the glass, but I ignored it. I thought it was one of my friends messing with me. I asked who we were talking to. The planchette spelled out the name J-A-M-E-S. I asked when he died. The planchette moved to the numbers 1876. One of my friends made a sarcastic remark about how old he was. Another one told her to be respectful, or we might anger the spirit. She laughed and said she wasn't scared, but I felt a chill run down my spine. I didn't say anything, but my nerves were beginning to fray. But there was no way I was going to be the first to leave. Part of me wanted something to happen. I don't really know why. But I guess I was just all caught up in the Halloween spirit and spooky season. I asked James if he had a message for us. The planchette moved to the word no. I asked him why he was still there. The planchette moved to the word trapped. I asked him who trapped him. The planchette moved to the word you. We all gasped and looked at each other. What the hell did that mean? We didn't trap anyone, as far as I knew. We were just playing a game. We decided to end the session and said goodbye. But the planchette wouldn't move. It was stuck. We tried to pull our hands away. But they were glued to the glass. That's when the panic really set in. I can't explain it, but for a few seconds... We really couldn't move our hands. And then it felt like a cold wind blew over us. And there was a low growl behind the mausoleum. As I was facing the mausoleum, I saw it first. There was a dark shadow stepping out from behind it. It had glowing red eyes and no other features. I could only guess that it was James and the energy felt really angry. We managed to break free from the glass and ran like I've never run before. As I'm quite small and on the heavy side, I couldn't keep up with my mates who were sprinting in front of me. I could still hear the growling behind me and then felt breath on the back of my neck. We did manage to get back to the car okay and we got the hell out of there. I've never messed with the Ouija board again and never will do. Sometimes, especially when I'm alone at night, I think I can still feel James's presence. I'm not sure what trapped him, and I don't want to know, or why he was so angry with us. When it all gets a bit too much, I cleanse the house, and also, like you guys, I lay salt around my home, hoping that nothing bad can get in. This story definitely sounds like something I would have done. Um, I think many times we did, actually. There's an old, really old graveyard where I used to live as a child up into my 20s. And we used to go there quite frequently. And they had an old section that was really hidden away. And it was, you know, it was really falling apart in this old section. I think they have actually fenced it off now so you can't get in. But of course... Knocking off school, wanting to get scared, that's where we used to go and sit by the graves and tell really scary stories 
but we loved it there. We absolutely loved going to that to that place. I guess it's because you get to use your imagination, and I love exploring with my imagination because it's pretty wild. Right, let's go on to the the fourth and final story. About six years ago, when I was thirteen, my family and I moved into the home of a family friend whose parents had passed away a few years prior. We all recently moved out once my dad got a job offer across the state and I moved out on my own. The layout of the portion of the home this takes place in is difficult to describe and I don't really have any photos that show the whole area. So I'm going to just try my best to paint a picture here. The living room used to be what I would assume to be the dining room at one point in time. The whole room was long and open besides the wall that divided the galley kitchen and the now living room, and the wall stopped about three-fourths of the width of the room. Past the galley kitchen, where there was a small breakfast nook, was the hallway that led to a washer and a dryer and the door to the garage. If you stood in the middle of the room, you could see straight down that hallway. Above the sink in the kitchen, there was a small cutout that allowed you to see straight into the living room. Hung up high on the fireplace was a large TV, which you could see from the sink or the breakfast nook, and if it was off, it would reflect the hallway perfectly. The first time I ever had this experience was probably about two years into my family living there. I was doing dishes at the sink, and I can remember looking up and catching the glimpse of someone in the hallway in the TV. I stared at it for a moment, trying to make out if it was one of my family members. But the more I stared at it, the more I realised it was none of them. Whatever or whoever the figure was, was tall and slender, and visibly female from what I could make out. Every inch of this being was dark, and almost void, but I could tell there was hair flowing down the sides of its shoulders. For context, I'm five foot four, and I was probably a little shorter at this time. My mother is about five three, but this thing was clearly taller than me. I wouldn't call myself a sceptic, but I'm also the kind of person who needs to fully debunk anything it could be before I truly start to believe it. So being curious, I mustered enough courage to glance down the hallway. But to my surprise, there was nothing there. It was like it had completely disappeared. But whenever I glanced back at the TV, I could see it standing behind me. Back and forth ensued, with me trying to figure out why I could only see it in the TV. After many attempts to try and look around and find anything that could be making that shape and figure out of thin air, I came up with nothing. Let's just say I didn't finish the dishes. For years, I would glance up and continue to see this same figure standing in the darkness of the TV. But every time I glanced over at the hallway, nothing. After some time, I became used to seeing it. She never moved, never made anything else move, and she never made noise. She just stood there, so knowing there was no harm in ignoring it, 
I did just that. My parents never mentioned seeing anything, so I honestly started to believe my anxious brain was just creating things out of thin air, and I kind of completely forgot about it. My boyfriend and I started dating a few months before I moved out, and he had been over regularly and even spent the night on the weekend sometimes. We were exchanging ghost stories from our childhood, which most of mine took place in the previous home my family lived in, when I started to bring up this reoccurring encounter. Before I even had the chance to mention the TV aspect, my boyfriend suddenly became pale in the face, and he mentioned the TV. I followed up by asking him how he knew that because I hadn't ever mentioned it. He told me he had gone into the kitchen to grab a drink one night and felt like he was being watched and when he glanced up he noticed something in the TV. I started to freak out suddenly realising that I wasn't the only one to see it. He described everything about the figure to a point the hair, the height, the position, everything. But what makes it weirder was that he was only able to see her over his shoulder, making him feel like she was standing flush up against him. He only saw her once and never again, unlike me who had seen her so often that it was normal to me. I called my sister and father to ask them if they had ever seen it, but they both replied no, but also had some weird encounters of their own in different places of the house meaning that for right now, as far as I'm aware, me and my boyfriend are the only two to have seen her, which makes this even more confusing. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. reflections I just like lately I've been creeping myself out again it happens every now and again but I think it's because of the book I'm doing so much research I'm doing like day in day out all I do is surround myself by paranormal stuff and I keep thinking that I see things out of the corner of my eye and you know I turn really quickly and I'm like was that a shadow figure Um, but obviously nothing's there And I'm just feeling a little bit freaked out at the moment. Kind of like it, because that's the way I roll. Um, But it's also really uncomfortable. I feel a bit like I'm being watched. Maybe that's just my paranoia. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully, I'll be back again next Saturday. I'm not going to promise, because it really depends on how many stories um, are sent in. 
if we do have some, and I, I don't really want to make people wait too long for us to read them, um, I'll do them, but I'll sort of back them up with some Reddit stories as well that we can share. And also, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can listen to this episode and all of the others ad-free at patreon.com forward slash the Whispering Woods. And once again, that email for listener stories is the Whispering Woods podcast at gmail.com. Right, we'll catch up with you again on Monday. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.